This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Hey, it's 12.03, Thursday afternoon, January 20th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart, Chicago-based McDonald's, expanding its test of a plant-based sandwich. We'll cover that in our next segment. Right now, the December report on existing home sales is out, along with a weekly tally of jobless claims. We're joined by Paul Christopher, head of global market strategy, Wells Fargo Investment Institute, based in St. Louis. Paul, thanks for joining us today, it would sound like the numbers for first-time unemployment benefits are starting to line up with the ANIC data about restaurants and other consumer-facing industries either drastically reducing their hours or even closing for a couple of weeks in January while they just grapple with this latest wave of Omicron. Yeah, you're right, Rob, and thank you very much for having me on. Look, this is a big increase, but it's for perspective. From a very, very low starting point, unemployment claims are extremely low right now. The labor market is very, very strong. What these numbers today show us is that some businesses are closing because of Omicron. You've probably seen this if you went out to your favorite restaurant or maybe even some other retail establishments cutting back their hours or closing down altogether. This is probably temporary uh, as, long as, uh, as long as Omicron still is with us. And we think it's going to peak and then come back off, and those businesses will resume once more. The labor market should remain tight, and investors should remain focused on earnings going forward. We think it's going to be a strong year for growth. Come the first Friday in February, will the BLS report on employment in January, uh, is there a metric that uh, measures the number of people who were out sick? <laughs> no. Uh, and and the, the, what's more, the employment report that's going to be reported that first Friday in February is going to be based on a survey of people taken at a particular time in January. So it could really depend a lot on when that survey was taken. Earlier in the month, not so much of a problem. Later in the month, Omicron, much more of a problem. So again, this is a passing problem. Uh, what we need to stay focused on the idea that the labor market right now is actually very strong. And we think the economy is going to be strong, too, and in let's this mo- coming year. Let's move on to existing home sales, which dropped 4.6% in, De- in December, simply because home buyers ran out of houses. Yeah, that's right. Once again, the economy is strong enough, uh, and, and Omicron is taking enough of a toll uh, that supply is just not able to keep up with demand. We think that changes as the year progresses. It's a good sign for the economy, good sign for earnings. But for the short term, it, it kind of makes you scratch your head and say, well, how can the economy be strong if housing starts are, are getting lower? Uh, it, it's just a temporary supply issue. There were 910,000 homes for sale at the end of December, a drop of 14.2% from December of 2020. And of those uh, 900,000 homes that are for sale, are these the, the homes that are teetering on the edge of a cliff or maybe a, a $17 million home seen in that Zillow gone wild uh, Instagram account? <laughs> 
That's right. Yeah, that, that's what's going on here. And, and mortgage rates are a little bit higher. They have ticked a little bit higher. Uh, and so that does make people a little bit more reluctant to bid some of these really high numbers that we're seeing for home prices. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Paul Christopher, the head of global market strategy at the Wells Fargo Investment Institute based in St. Louis. Coming up, McDonald's looks beyond meat in its quest for customers. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Chicago-based McDonald's expanding its test of the plant-based sandwich that is created in partnership with the company Beyond Meat. We welcome in R.J. Hadavi, head of analytical research at the foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI based in Chicago. R.J., thanks for joining us today. Uh, is McDonald's playing catch-up in the faux meat space, you know, behind uh, Burger King and Kentucky Fried Chicken? It is. Uh, obviously, uh, other competitors have been first to the market with uh, with competing uh, plant-based products. Uh, the Impossible Whopper came out two years ago. Uh, Burger King had some initial success with it. And obviously, we started to see uh, Beyond Meat expand other proteins in the partnership with KFC. So in a lot of ways, McDonald's is playing catch-up in this field. But I think at the same time, too, it just shows that there is enough demand for this product to at least you know, continue with the test. Um, you know, if they, if they continue to push, I, I think what they're seeing is that consumers still want to uh, see if it's worth uh, doing it. And more importantly, um, it's, it's, it's a good thing to have for what they call the veto vote. Um, you know, that way families can go in and satisfy, you know, any dietary preferences that that family may have when they come in. So I think it's worth exploring. Uh, but obviously, they have been a bit slower than a lot of their peers in this particular category. Is this a case where McDonald's, just by virtue of its size, even though it might be a late player to the game, it will set the market? Yeah, in a lot of ways it will. I mean, for, for McDonald's, because they are so large, a lot of times there are difficulties getting enough supply for a product to roll out. Uh, there was a case many years back where they were, uh, weren't able to get enough blueberries to launch a national product for, for a smoothie just because it would have disrupted the entire market. So there is a lot of cases like that. It's just a lot of coordination that has to take place, just given McDonald's size and scale and the potential to disrupt the overall market. So in a lot of ways, they're uh, a victim of their own success as, as large as they are. It's tough to coordinate a large product large product launch like this. Uh, and that's why they do measured, uh, you know, rollouts like this, where they tested the product in eight different markets across four states. And our traffic shows that it was successful. They, they, they outperformed the national average in terms of foot traffic visitations to those locations. And now rolling out to 600 locations in San Francisco and, and Dallas-Fort Worth. It's a staged process for the company because if they did a nationwide launch, uh, there'd be a lot of disruption and a lot of coordination to take place. Now, this is a partnership with Beyond Meat. Now, is this a, a case of McDonald's and Beyond Meat developing their own proprietary formula? And if so, uh, does McDonald's, can they find some value in that? I think so, too. And that's probably the way they're going to differentiate the product is uh, this will not be exactly the same formula that you have at uh, Burger King or any other place. And you know, Burger King is using it possibly anyways. Uh, but it wouldn't be the same product that you would get at, at a competing chain. So it's unique and proprietary. And hopefully, I think at least for the companies. Uh, goal here is that that would drive enough curiosity and, you know, uh, people wanted to try it out and see what it tastes like uh, to bring people in. And, um, you know, our data suggests that you know, what we saw from the early test market is that it did see a wider range of different customers coming in. 
Um, and so I think that that is the goal. You know, so you make something different and unique that isn't on the market. Uh, whether or not that's successful, uh, that's to be seen. But I think that at least is the intention behind the, plot, uh, the program right now. R.J. Hadavi, head of analytical research at the foot traffic analysis firm Placer AI, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next, movie producers are looking to space for a new production. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. A U.K.-based company has signed a deal to have a video production studio built in space. Let's learn more from Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thanks for joining us today. This is not a concept. This is real. This is going to happen, and it sounds like they have their first uh, production already lined up featuring Tom Cruise. That's exactly right. Um, You will not have trouble uh, getting quiet on the set. Uh, in this situation, when Tom Cruise films uh, in space, theoretically in 2024, NASA started talking with the actor uh, in 2020. But the idea is a company called C, uh, which is an acronym for Space Entertainment Enterprise, is going to launch in uh, September of 2024 an inflatable sort of add-on or adjunct to the International Space Station. So when it gets up there, it'll be inflated, and then it will be, in, in essence, a movie set, a movie soundstage. And that, that's the plan. And, and if it goes forward, uh, the idea is not just to shoot uh, Cruz's movie there, but also, obviously, other entertainment. Now, there is some precedent for this. As I recall, the movie Apollo 13, all of the scenes that were supposedly filmed on the, on the Apollo 13 capsule uh, were filmed on NASA's Vomit Comet, uh, the <laughs> aircraft that simulated zero-G by doing deep dives. Uh, and Ron Howard filmed the movie in there, and, the, and that was real zero-G that you saw in that picture. Um, what is the value, though, of, of filming in space? Because you're, you're limited to the number of of genres you can use. You're not going to film a 19th century period piece in the inflatable (laughs) space studio, or are you? Well, I don't know. Wes Anderson has a a taste for oddity when it comes (laughs) to film, and maybe he will do an 18th century period piece where people are floating. But to your point, I think what they're really looking at is obviously it's not just uh, fiction. In other words, they're not just going to create uh, a space for shooting fictional films like Tom Cruise will likely be filming. There's also plenty of opportunity for science-based stuff. Um, and, and by the way, may I say that it, they're not going into a, a literal or figurative vacuum here, commercially speaking. Um, Chris Hadfield, who is the commander of the space station uh, a while ago, sang uh, Space Oddity by David Bowie. And it was just a five-minute song. It's actually worth looking at later uh, on YouTube or other places. It's actually an amazing depiction of this song about space. But the the fact is people are fascinated by it. So almost anything shot up there is going to get an audience for a while until it is no longer an oddity to quote the film or the song. But the point is, yes, there's absolutely a market for this kind of stuff. And to your point, not a lot of fiction, but there's plenty uh, of access to the ener- to the space station for for pay, and that's what they're that's what they're hoping for. And uh, Jim Cameron already uh, pushing himself to the front of the line uh, to film in space. He's already filmed on the Titanic. Um, he's probably <laughs> uh, definitely uh, would be in line to to film a movie in actual outer space. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Thanks for joining us today. Still ahead in Technology Thursday, Amazon expanding into fashion retail with a physical store while while Walmart prepares to 
Enter the metaverse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Russia is set to conduct huge military exercises in multiple locations as tensions involving Ukraine rise. A new poll tracks the approval rating for President Biden. Technology Thursday. Amazon's latest venture is a brick and mortar clothing store, while Walmart is looking toward a deeper dive into the internet. Prices for new and used cars expected to come down, but not to pre pandemic levels. WBBM Business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 247 points. The NASDAQ is up 164. The S&P 500 is up 37. AccuWeather says mostly sunny with a very cold wind today. A high of 18. The wind chills near zero. Three to six inches of lake effect snow possible in northwest Indiana. It's 1231 and topping our news at the half hour. Russia is announcing sweeping naval drills in several parts of the world this month, claiming the West is plotting what Moscow calls provocations in neighboring Ukraine. More from correspondent Charles de Ledesma. Amid a build-up of some 100,000 troops near the border with Ukraine and massive joint war games with Belarus, the Russian Defense Ministry says it will also conduct maneuvers involving the bulk of the country's naval potential. Over 140 warships and more than 60 aircraft will take part in these drills that will start this month and run through February. Ukraine said earlier this week that it's taken the delivery of anti-tank missiles from the UK and rejects Moscow's claims that it plans an offensive to reclaim control of separatist hell areas in Ukraine's east 
eastern industrial heartland. I'm Charles Duladesma. A new poll gauges Americans' views of President Biden and Vice President Harris. Jennifer DePinto is the CBS News Deputy Director of Elections and Surveys. It appears Americans still view the president and vice president very much as a ticket. Harris's approval rating is the same as Biden's. 44% approve of each, while 56% disapprove. The president and vice president were sworn in a year ago today. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are gaining ground. We're joined by Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director, ClearSet Advisors, based in New York. Jim, thanks for joining us today. It would appear uh, investors are either, uh, are are they looking for values after the sell-off earlier this week? Well, it's a little bit of a bounce based on uh, a few good earnings reports this morning, most notably Travelers and a slight softening in yields, which is taking the, uh, uh, the pressure off stocks. So uh, it's nice to see it. We've had a, a significant decline so far in January, but it's much too early to say that this is the start of something. Basically, we have um, uh, two big things to watch. The first is earnings reports as they continue to come in next week. So far, uh, the reports are mixed but slightly positive. A majority of companies are beating, but they're beating by less than they have in previous quarters. Uh, So we have to watch that. And, of course, next week we have the Federal Reserve meeting, and we'll see what clarity they can give us uh, as to how worried they are about inflation and what they're thinking about the number of rate hikes that they're going to have this year. So I think it's going to be a tug of war between uh, moderately improving earnings this year and a steady headwind from rising interest rates and declining liquidity. And it sounds like uh, investors are shrugging off this uh, report of applications for first-time unemployment benefits uh, because it sounds like it's uh, telling people what they already know, that Omicron is uh, disrupting a lot of customer-facing businesses. Yes, absolutely. It's backward-looking. I I, I would add uh, that there are several reports uh, over the last couple of weeks that indicate a slight softening in the economy. Uh, So the bears are worried that the Fed will be raising into a slowing economy. But um, uh, most uh, most analysts expect earnings to grow nine percent this year, uh, so that's a cushion. So if the Fed if the Fed can engineer a soft landing and do no more than uh, four uh, uh, interest rate hikes this year to one percent and earnings grow at nine percent, uh, the markets can handle that. And you can get a a moderately positive year in line with earnings growth. Of course, the risk is uh, that inflation stays higher longer. And the Fed has to do more than that, which, of course, raises the possibility of a, of a recession uh, towards the end of the year and next year. Jim, you're seeing the same uh, uh, figures that the rest of us are seeing when it comes to the trajectory of COVID cases and especially the Omicron variant of COVID across the country. Uh, it's peaked in a lot of places. It looks like it has peaked in Illinois. Uh, uh, officials in Chicago say it definitely has peaked. Um, if cases continue to go down as quickly as they went up and the, uh, the, the health-related disruptions dissipate, how is that going to affect not only the supply chain but just the consumer's experience in the economy going forward this year? Yeah, positive on all fronts, full stop. Uh, as long as we don't get uh, another variant, which is possible because you have large portions of the world unvaccinated and unvaccinated people can can uh, carry the virus, which can then mutate. But if we stop at, at Omicron, uh, then we can we can get back to the fundamentals of the U.S. economy, uh, earnings and interest rates. 
even then, you're still kind of at the mercy of production and, and other parts of the world and those countries, those individuals' countries, their, their COVID policies. Um, a lot of the supply chain disruptions in the U.S., you can trace them back to China's COVID-19 policies, and they're far more draconian than anything in the U.S., Yes, and, and, and in spite of that, they, they are starting to see a few uh, infections and are aggressively uh, uh, pursuing them. Uh, but I think over time, the supply chain issues will work themselves out. It'll take several more months. So you have a few more months of supply chain disruptions and high inflation. Uh, but the consensus is in the back half of the year, both of those should get better. And if that's the case, then you will see inflation start to recede and the Fed be able to engineer a soft landing. And then very quickly on the inflation front, uh, at, the, at the top half of this newscast, we we're talking about more saber rattling involving Russia and Ukraine. Uh, that is going to lead to a uh, run up in fuel prices uh, if this confrontation uh, gets any hotter than it already is. Yes, it's very difficult to invest based on a black swan event, and, and, and a, a war is a black swan event. But I will tell you, uh, uh, in history, some wars have been created by accident rather than by planning. And we, and we, we are at a point now, over the next several weeks, where uh, Russia and Ukraine could not only affect oil prices, but potentially could spill over into a hot war. And that, that, that'll be another discussion we'll have the next time we talk. Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director, Clearstead Advisors, based in New York. Thanks for joining us. Up next in Technology Thursday, Amazon opening its first physical clothing store while Walmart explores the metaverse. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday. Amazon announced today it will open an Amazon Style Store, its first clothing, shoe, and accessory store later this year at an upscale shopping complex in Los Angeles. Let's find out more from Jan Rogers Niffen, CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide, based in New York. Jan, thanks for joining us today. Let's set aside the fact that Amazon now has a wealth of retail space from which to choose, thanks to its efforts in uh, disrupting the retail space, and move on towards, you know, what will the shopping experience be like at an in-person Amazon clothing store? Well, that's a good question. Let's hope it's a lot better than it is at the in-person Go store. I'm hoping that they get this one the way they want it pretty quickly when they open, because if, in fact, they make the technology as good as they could, where the dressing rooms are highly technical, where people can somehow automatically deliver things to you that you want to try on, where you can order it online and have it shipped directly to that store and try it on there with all several other pieces just like it. So you can get the fit right and all that stuff. It would be great. It would teach us all a lot because we're all trying to do that in the brick and mortar space and nobody's really got it down pat yet. And certainly Amazon has all the wherewithal and money to invest, as well as the technical expertise to make things like that happen. But unfortunately, so far, I haven't really seen that turn up in the Whole Food stores. I really haven't seen it turn up in the Amazon Go stores that makes them highly shoppable. But they're still testing and they're still working on it. So I hope they get this one to work really well in the clothing side of the business because they haven't tried this yet. Now, does Amazon, uh, are they going to develop partnerships or do they have partnerships with uh, actual uh, name brands and lines and designers? Or is this going to be a place where you can get kind of, for, for lack of a better word, their white label uh, uh, clothing? No, they actually have a lot of deals already cut with 
brands, and they have developed one of the best private label programs, I'd say, in the country from the point of view of the, the level where they are now. So they're selling a nor- large amount of private label, but they've also got a lot of brands signed up. And I think you're going to see both in these stores. They haven't told us that yet. But that's what I expect to see is a, a healthy mix of branded product and private label. And I expect to see it be small because everybody's trying to build a smaller, more efficient store. So they're not 200,000 or 150,000 or even 87,000 square foot stores like Kohl's, but even smaller, 30,000 square feet or maybe smaller than that. This one's apparently going to be smaller than that. But what they've been talking about is a 30,000 square foot department type store which would be a third of the size of a Kohl's and about a tenth the size of a good size Nordstrom's. So it will be interesting to see because if they can provide all the same experience and, and just as much merchandise to pick from and just as quickly, and they can do it in a small box, the customer is going to love that if they can make that work. Now, very quickly, let's talk about Walmart and their expansion into the metaverse. What is their virtual shopping concept? What will that look like? Yeah, well, we don't know, but we've been spending a lot of time talking about the metaverse and how we were going to make it work. And, you know, we're going everything from doing it on your computer to wearing VR mask and shopping right through it like it's a store. So they're just starting down this path and several other people are, too. But, of course, Walmart, like Amazon, has all the money in the world to spend on a program like this and lots of know-how to work from. So it will be interesting to see where they go. But I think what we're all waiting to see is can you really basically shop and it feel like you're really shopping and the product is really there? And will they also be selling me NFTs and and copies of, say, uh, vest, a dress that's $4,000 for real, but I can buy it to wear on my avatar in the game for 25 bucks? If they're really starting to do stuff like that, I think that's going to be pretty exciting because I think there's a whole marketplace, especially for teenage women, that would love to be carrying a Gucci handbag and wearing a $4,000 gown, but they're never going to buy that. But if they could do that with their avatar and it'd be a copy of a $4,000 gown that they could get really cheaply, I think they would do that. That's better than American Girl Doll, man. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Jan Rogers-Niffin, CEO of J. Rogers-Niffin Worldwide with that peek into the future. Based in New York, join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Car buyers had to dig a lot deeper in the past two years to make a purchase, whether it's a new or used vehicle. Let's discuss what's down the road with John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv based in Detroit. John, thanks for joining us today. Does it look does it look like we've uh, turned the corner on the chip shortage? Yeah, it does. But, you know, that's not saying a whole lot there, Rob. It's getting somewhat better. But this chip shortage is going to keep on going throughout the rest of this year. Maybe towards the end of the year, it'll ease up a bit more. What is going to bring prices down as 2022 goes on? Well, we need more chips. You know, right now, inventory is so tight. Dealers are getting top dollar for the cars that they're selling. Just just to put it in perspective, if you go back to 2019, dealers had about 3.4 million vehicles in inventory. Last year, that dropped to 2.7 million. This year, it's at 1.1 million. In other words, there is 2 million fewer vehicles in inventory than there were just a couple of years ago. And it's going to take a lot of chips to make up for that shortfall. 
Now, was this simply a case of, and this was something that was discussed at the beginning of the pandemic, that uh, because of the drop-off in travel, a lot of rental car companies were just getting rid of the cars they had on the lot because they wouldn't be needed. Um, was that something that disrupted the car construction and, and car selling market that the industry is yet to recover from? Yeah, it, it, that, that's part of it as well. You know, uh, when COVID hit and people stopped traveling, the daily rental companies, which buy millions of cars, stopped ordering them. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, travel came roaring back, maybe not to the levels but, uh, as before. And so there was a mad scramble for the, the daily rentals to get in. In one case, they even started buying used cars, which is unprecedented. So, yeah, it's a shortage of chips. Consumer demand is really high. You know, last year, automakers sold just under 15 million vehicles. I think they could have easily sold 18 million if the inventory had been there. And that just gives you an idea of how tight things are right now. And that explains why prices are so high. And then, John, very quickly, uh, if you do want to trade in your used car, what kind of deal can you expect? Well, you're going to get a great deal. <laughs> Dealers are doing handsprings trying to get used cars right now. So the good news is you'll get a lot for your trade in. Bad news is you're going to pour that all back into whatever new car you're buying. Thanks for joining us, John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv based in Detroit. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.